Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to this edition of the DFS Dreamers, a special holiday edition. Pierre, we're kind of putting it out later on in the week. We had a, a little combined baby bowl edition with Rob Norton earlier this week, and that was that was fun to have both of you on at the same time. Yeah, I agree. It's always good to get that, that third voice, uh, that additional input. I like Rob. He's a really good guy, so it was good to kind of shoot some fantasy talk back and forth with him. That was before we even heard the news of the Pittsburgh and Baltimore game. So it was a, it was kind of a podcast, much to do about nothing, because we yeah. had started stacking a bunch of, uh, a bunch of people, and we even had Swift in lineups, and Swift ended up not playing. Thanksgiving in 2020 was a different one for us again, even on the NFL slate. It was, it was. That news definitely took a, a lot off the plate uh, when it came to plays, but to me, it really made it cut and dry. A uh, bunch of focus on the Texans and Watson, and you know, running it back with Fuller and Cooks which we both did in lineups. Uh, I went down to Peterson uh, when Swift got rolled out, which was beneficial. Um, then obviously the Antonio Gibson three touchdown thing really put it home. So I know I had a good day, a uh, good turkey day as well. So I was I was thankful for that and thankful for the food that I devoured and kind of put me in a food coma. But uh, I'm ready, ready to go uh, for the main slate here. Now, we usually try to get out whenever we are younger and play a little bit of football out in the yard with the neighbors or with the family and stuff like that. And as we get older now, we're just turning our attention to DFS slates on Thanksgiving. <laughs> and we had, we had our inaugural uh, DFS uh, uh, DraftKings Bowl, the Turkey Bowl this time. And as, uh, so be it. You ended up winning. Uh, I think that was very apropos. <laughs> yeah, it worked out in my favor. Uh I first had a 194, which was good. I um, also did a charity event, uh, which was really uh, close to my heart uh, for Going for Two, uh, another uh, great group uh, that I follow there on Twitter. They did something about addiction, uh, which I lost my mom to addiction uh, a few years ago. So that was just nice to be able to be a part of a charity. And I, I took down that event as well. So I think they're shipping me a trophy uh, coming in the mail. So it's just a, a really good weekend given the circumstances and took down the turkey mashup and, and a couple other tournaments. So it was nice. Nice, nice Thursday for me. I forgot about the going for two turkey turn. I I asked somebody to remind me of that, and it wasn't me. <laughs> I should have set a <laughs> reminder in the S four. It may have may have gone off sometime next year, probably. But uh, I, I addiction is one of those things that is near and dear to my heart as well. It's um, uh, a disease that has run through my family quite often, and it's one of the things that I've dedicated my life to doing is trying to help people uh, it, with addictive behaviors, whatever those addictive behaviors may be. Uh, and so that's why I probably only play quarter and dime tournaments as well, just to be a little bit careful you know <laughs> absolutely yeah good call but yeah, it was fun glad i was be able to be a part of it and uh, even more special to, to win it so that was great yeah now now when we talked about yesterday's slate a little bit beforehand i don't know that any of us saw antonio gibson going off the way he did now uh, dallas's defense looked like it was coming out a little bit flat maybe they thought they were better than what they were holding dalvin cook to some of those yards but uh, antonio gibson just got all the yards that dalvin cook didn't yeah, it was it was really helpful. Obviously, uh, I know a lot of folks would have went to Gus Edwards uh, as a cheapie if that Ravens game would have played. But once Swift was ruled out, once uh, that game got canceled and there was no Connor, no Evans, uh, to me, it just made the most sense to, to get the Gibson. Uh, he actually played really well against the Cowboys earlier in the year as well when they played in Washington. Uh, he had 20 for 128 and a touchdown. So I really like that trend. I didn't think the teams really changed much. Uh, since then, other than Alex Smith uh, being the quarterback for Washington, which I felt was another benefit uh, for Gibson. I expected him to be ahead in this game, uh, which is why I didn't really go McKissick. Uh, he's one you usually want to play when trailing. And uh, Gibson even got the targets uh, when it mm -hmm. comes to 
to passing. He got seven targets as well. So that could be just a transition and the him really being the feature role and it definitely paid off. Yeah, I was going to say it, it, with him getting the passing plays as well. Now it looks like McKissick may be put on that back burner. Hey, uh, before we get into everything, let me remind everybody, if you want great DFS advice, make sure you turn over to Pierre on Twitter at Wee 31 on Twitter. You can also follow me as well, and I will retweet Pierre's tweets is what I'll do because I, I didn't finish last yesterday, but I sure didn't finish first. It was really close, though. I mean, there was... You know, if one player here or there and you would have ended up in that 170, 180 range really, really quick and really easy. And next time, Pee-wee, you can't let me play Aikens, man. You can't. I hit on everything I think but Aikens. You just can't let me play Aikens, man. That's your that's your wheelhouse. That's your your bottom of the barrel, your cheap salary. I got to let you be you. Uh, You let me be me. So I got to let you be you. And next time I try to save you. But at the end of the day, some of those you hit on. So Aikens, he had a wide open touchdown that. Kind of missed, and he dropped, and if he catches that, that kind of changes his day at his price range. Yeah, that that one rushing attempt for two yards really salvaged his day. (laughs) Look out. I like those tight ends with the rushing upside is what I always look for, Pierre. You know what? And Logan Thomas now, he has passing upside. They're gonna pull that. They're gonna pull that one out again with Logan Thomas throwing oh, the yeah. ball a little bit. He he threw the ball really well at Virginia Tech. I say really well. He threw the ball well. He's a big, strong dude, and he was that way at Virginia Tech as a quarterback. I remember watching him, thinking that he had a career, a future at least, in, as a backup role in the NFL. And I'm wrong. He was a, he's he's turned out to be a pretty good tight end. <laughs> yeah, um, I wasn't really on him earlier in the season, but uh, the longer it goes on, he's definitely playing a lot better. I remember him last year, kind of being stuck. Uh, mm-hmm. behind on the, the Lions bench uh, behind Jesse James and, and Hawkinson even last year. So good to see him get an opportunity. He's definitely taking advantage of it. And on his touchdown, he launched one up in the stands too to show off that arm. So that was pretty funny to me as well. Yeah, they're working on something there with him throwing the football. They're working on something with how he's throwing it around, even like you said, after celebrating in the end zone. Don't forget to follow the show as well, at FI Today with a little underscore. Head over to Anchor FM. Make sure you share the show as well. This DFS Dreamer podcast is growing leaps and bounds each and every week, and so we want to make sure that we tell everybody about it, especially when Pierre is on such a hot streak. Not only are you on a hot streak in, in our DraftKings tournament and other people's DraftKings tournament, but Pee-wee, you're leading in the, in the fit picks that we post over there on the fit today. Twitter handle. You're you're leading in that as well. One game over John Frisella right now. Yeah, I think yesterday didn't do me any favors. I think I dropped both of those. Uh, I went with the the home teams, which didn't play out. So I think John will have one game up, uh, but I expect to get that back uh, come Sunday. We'll see how that plays out. All right. Hey, we got some big point totals again. Finally, some big point totals on this board. We we were sitting there suffering in the 40s, it seemed like, with almost every NFL game except one or two. But this week, we've got Kansas City at Tampa Bay sitting around 56. Tennessee at Indianapolis is around 51 point total. Las Vegas Raiders against the Indian at the Atlanta Falcons at 53. The Chargers at the Buffalo Bills is sitting at 52. And Carolina and Minnesota is sitting at something. And I didn't happen to write it down, Pierre. I'm going <laughs> Off the top of my head, it's about 52 or something. 51 and a half. 51 yeah. and a half is what it is. All right, so those, we got all those games in the 50s, which actually translates pretty well over to our DraftKings lineup whenever we start breaking down the quarterbacks here. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, I believe Kyler Murray starts us off at 8,200, but then you got Patrick Mahomes, you got Josh Allen, you got Herbert, Tom Brady. All those guys are sitting right there, starting at around the 6,600 price range. So let's talk about those guys right up here in the top of the tier. Who mm-hmm. is going to not... Who is going to not pay off their price point this week, or are all of them going to pay it off? So I, I think they all have a good shot of paying it off. Um, 
if I had to pick one, um, it'd probably be Herbert. And I, I don't like to say that because he's been excellent uh, this year um, for sure. Uh, Buffalo's not the, the best de- best defense, but I feel like if they put Tredavious White on Keenan Allen, they may be able to take away uh, or at least limit, I won't say take away, limit uh, Herbert's best option. Uh, so if I had to pick one, uh, I'd probably go Herbert, but I expect him to get there as well. So I could really see all these guys up top uh, hitting their value. Ooh, which one do you like the most out of this top tier? Um, so it's going to be the best. Uh, and that's Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I really like him this week. Obviously, you got to pay for him at 8K, but uh, they have the highest team total uh, right at 30 points. They're at 29.8 uh, for their, their personal team total. They're in the highest over-under, um, which is 56 right now. Uh, that could even climb a bit. I also like having guys in the, the 4 o'clock window. I know it's not something you should look at, but uh, if you play nothing but folks in that 1 o'clock, you're, you're done, and then you're watching people kind of climb and, and try to catch you in the standees. So, uh, given that they're at 425, that helps me even more as I, I like to be able to be that person coming up on you and, and catching you at the end. Last week was the very first week in fantasy football that uh, in, in this one league that I pay particularly close attention to that I was uh, in the lead on Monday night with possibility of getting caught, right? Uh-huh. And I put out there on Twitter, would you rather be the hunted or the hunter? Because I hate being the hunted. It makes me feel like there's nothing I can do about it. And I'm not doing anything about the other either, but it just makes me feel like I'm invested or, you know, at least I'm trying or, or, or something. <laughs> and, and I'll be that guy tracked me down with Robert Woods last week. Oh, and yeah. there was nothing I could do. Nothing. I would rather have been the hunter instead of the hunted, Pierre. I hate being the hunted. Yeah, it's tough, and that, that's a tough beat because Woods and Cup both uh, had a huge game, and I hate it when you have like a pretty good lead and you feel pretty safe, and all of a sudden the game starts and you just see them like continuing to target the same person that's on the the team that you're playing against. You're like, seriously, there's all these people on the field throwing to someone else, and you just know it's going to happen just based off how the script's going. Yeah, I was probably owed a loss there because I I had squeaked a couple of them out on Monday night. One of them was the Arizona Cardinal defense by picking them up one night. And I, I squeaked out a victory. That that was fun though. That was fun. I'd rather be the hunted or hunter instead of the hunted. Hey, Cam Newton starts off our next tier at sixty four hundred dollars against those Arizona uh, Cardinals, and it, it seems like he's priced a little bit too high for me, Pierre. And I look down here at Jared Goff against the San Francisco Forty ers at six thousand. I know that San Francisco has a tough defense but man they can't get anything sustained on offense so it just looks like they're going to have a lot of opportunities to score the football in Los Angeles this week yeah it's, it's possible uh, he, he come off a, a big game is golf uh, after going to Tampa and, and really putting it on uh, the Buccaneers uh, with, with Woods and Cup uh, I do think that the, the 49ers can can kind of grind you out uh, obviously they, they're, they're running out Mullins instead of Garoppolo and I believe they're getting Raheem Mostert back, which really helped their run game. And that's really what they want to do anyway. So if they can get Mostert going, um, he could definitely, uh, keep golf off the field and just kind of have some long sustainable drives with the run. Uh, if so, then it could really limit the, the upside of golf. Uh, so I don't expect him to have the game that like he had against the, the Buccaneers, uh, given, I do think that the 49ers least will be competitive. Uh, they could be getting Richard Sherman back here soon as well. Um, they activated Armstead off the, the IR and, and COVID list also. So they're getting a little healthier. And uh, I think it'll be a, a tougher game for golf than he experienced last week. Do you think Cam Newton can pay off at that 6400 price range? He, he's not one to have a very low, low, low floor. I know he got 14 <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, but he can get up there in the 20s pretty easy for us. 
Yeah, I think he can. Um, in addition, it's the the Cardinals defense who who really struggle. Um, also, they tend to struggle against the slot, so I'm not sure uh, how it's going to play out with uh, the Patriots and how they run the slot since they don't have Edelman. Uh, they'll, they'll probably do a combination of a, a Myers or a Bird, uh, potentially Nahil Harry. Uh, you can see James White uh, kind of get involved more with Burkhead on the IR as well. But 6,400 isn't a bunch uh, for Cam. Obviously, he can have some really poor games. Uh, but his rushing upside and the fact that he can, you know, quarterback sneak, get in the end zone pretty easily, uh, he should be able to pay off that 6.4, I feel. Tyson Hill is making his second start in the NFL for the New Orleans Saints, but he'll be on the road this time in Denver, and we always know that that's a tough place to play for anybody going in there. Uh, the crowd won't be a factor, of course, but that altitude is always going to be. He's priced at 6200 this week, and, and last week he had a very good week, a surprisingly good week, I think, from a point total standpoint with 25 DK points. Do you think he can replicate that in Denver? Um, he can. I'm not sure he will. Uh, so 25 is great, especially coming in his salary at 4,800. Uh, he's obviously been priced up uh, to 6,200 now. I do feel like the altitude could be a problem. Uh, it could be cold. Uh, so we're looking at about 38 degrees around kickoff right now, which could play a factor. Um, as we mentioned on Thursday, he didn't rush the ball you know, too well. Um, he had 10 attempts for 49 yards, but he had two touchdowns, uh, which really helped. So if he can rush and get into the end zone like he did last week, uh, he definitely could. Uh, I'm just not sure he will. And I actually like uh, Denver's defense when we get to there later as well. So we'll see what happens, but I don't think he's going he's gonna to pay off that 6,200 price tag this week. Okay, Tua Tagovailoa uh, going up to New York at 5,900. He's a little bit questionable right now, banged up because they're saying his thumb is still a little bit messed up. And so they keep that Q tag on him. And Pierre, I got a theory about this. I think that questionable tag is just there to be able to throw the Jets off just enough to where they may have to prepare for both uh, Fitz and for Tua, but I think that this is going to be a Fitz week. I think Tua is going to end up being too hurt, and they're doing it on purpose just to allow the Jets not to prepare too much. So tell me your outlook. If Tua takes this, will he be able to pay off that $5,900 price point? Or if Fitz does this, will he be able to pay, pay off his? So I would, I would prefer Fitz out of the two. Um, I feel like Fitz could definitely pay it off. I haven't been that impressed uh, with Tua, if I'm being honest with you. Uh, he's really had the, the one solid game uh, from a fantasy standpoint um, against Arizona, uh, as we just spoke with, with Cam against them. But he had 248 and two. Um, but since then, I mean, the, the Chargers haven't been a, a great defense uh, themselves, and he only put up 14. Uh, Denver, yeah, he really struggled there to the point where they, they brought in Fitz to, to try to really get a spark. Um, so I'm not a big fan of, of Tua Tungvaloa right now. Uh, we'll see what kind of plays out in his career, but he hasn't looked great to me. I feel like the defense has really kind of been more of why they've won while he's been under center. Uh, so I wouldn't really play him. I know a lot of folks are wanting they like his price tag um, and the fact it's the Jets who are like the worst at everything right now. Uh, they're giving up a ton of points, but I would definitely lean Fitz and prefer him uh, if we were looking at value uh, if it came down to those two. All right, Matt Ryan, he's right there at 5,900 as well. And this tier goes all the way down. I want to say it goes down to a Daniel Jones at 5,500. Give me two guys that you're really looking at in this price range that could pay off. Okay, um, so with two, I'm going to probably stay in the same game. Uh, that's going to be with Ryan and Derek Carr. I expect a bounce back from Matt Ryan. Kind of embarrassing uh, showing there in New Orleans. Uh, so now they're back home. They're against the, the Raiders who really – don't have that best defense uh, themselves. Uh, you're going to look for Julio Jones right now. He's questionable with a hamstring. Uh, if he's out, that could obviously take a weapon off the field. 
Uh, but Ryan still has Ridley. Uh, the Raiders struggle against the run, so you can see Gurley more involved. So I, I like Matt Ryan at 5,900. And now I like Carr on the other side. Um, early on, I think he's going to be over-owned. I know he's projected right now for about 13 to 14%, uh, which is a lot for Carr. Uh, you're looking right now, he needs to get about 18 points to, to pay off his salary. And he's definitely capable of doing that. You, you see about four or five games where he's gotten over that. Um, but there's also the, the game script of, of Josh Jacobs just rushing up and down the field also and them kind of grinding it out. Um, but at his price, you could definitely play Carr. You could really stack uh, this game up. Uh, but those would be the two. Um, in addition to Daniel Jones, I know you said two. But I don't mind Daniel Jones at 5,500. But if I only had two, it'd be Carr and, and Matt Ryan. Boy, you must have read my mind. You knew I was about to go crazy because you didn't hit Daniel Jones right there at 5,500. I mean, he's he's had uh, over 18 DK points three of the last four weeks. The one week he didn't, he had 12, and that was against Washington, and that's an interdivisional rivalry. And, mm-hmm. and he had 22 and 22, two out of the last four weeks. Come on, man, 5,500, he could pay that off pretty easy, I think, against those Cincinnati Bengals who are kind of bungling things up right now. Yeah, he definitely could. Um, again, you gave me two, so I gave you two. But uh, yeah. 5,500, he, he's got good rushing upside. Uh, when you look at just kind of the, his game logs, uh, he's rushed for 20 or more yards from the quarterback position, uh, basically all but two games this year. Uh, not sure on his weapons. He kind of spreads the ball out quite a bit. Um, but you said it, the Bengals are really, really beat up right now. Burrow's done for the season. Uh, Finley, he stinks. <laughs> hate to put it that way, but uh, even last year he got an opportunity uh, when they benched Andy Dalton, and they went right back to Dalton after <laughs> seeing what Finley can provide. So I'm not expecting this to go well for the Bengals. Uh, that could lead to kind of some garbage time where Jones doesn't really have to throw the ball. Uh, so that would really be my only concern, but I do like Daniel Jones in his price range um, at Cincinnati. I actually think it's going to be uh, B. Allen. That's who I referred to him as over on the John Frisella show. Brandon Allen is the one that's going to be starting in uh, Cincinnati this week, which I'm not going to say is an upgrade over Ryan Finley, but it's definitely a lateral move at the very least, just to make sure everybody knows. And he's at a a $4,800 price point, but I think I would rather take a Daniel Jones than somebody that I'm just not quite sure about. Hey, uh, Pierre, we, you know I like to bottom feed down here. Are there any quarterbacks that you are looking at in this cheap tier? Uh, I know we can't pick Joe Flacco this week because Sam Darnold is going to be in there. And and actually, Sam Darnold is one of those quarterbacks that I have like a, a 20 DK point total in my head. I don't know what it is with them jet with them jet quarterbacks, but I just get a 20 point total, uh, 20, 20 point DK total in my brain, and I can't shake it off. Yeah, he, he'd be the only one is, is Darnold. Um, I do like the, the Dolphins defense, but this is really one of the first times that, that Darnold's is going to have his, his weapons available with Crowder and Perryman and Mims. Uh, they've been around with a Flacco, but be the first time that Darnold really has them at his disposal. Uh, so I'd like to see what he can do with them. I'd like to see who he targets. Uh, that'd be a good game to, to really watch just to see how that plays out. Um, obviously, I don't think he's going to be there uh, next year. I think it's going to be uh, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, but it'd be good just to see what he can do um, with some weapons, uh, really kind of put on the tape maybe uh, just some some stats and see if there's a team that's willing to to trade for him and, and kind of save him from New York. Because I do think that Donald's a solid quarterback. And we're not approaching Glennon at all with a 10-foot dip DraftKings pole, are we? <laughs> I don't know. He's losing all his weapons. I, I saw earlier that DJ Sharks ruled out. Um, Chris Conley's ruled out. So really, he, yeah, I didn't know that ruled out uh, this afternoon. So he, he didn't have many people to throw it to. Uh, but I did see a quote that he's going to air it out. So we'll see what happens. He said, "Air that what he, out? He the ball." <laughs> he you know, yeah. All right. 
So you probably haven't had a chance to listen to the Fantasy Magnet podcast, but I stumbled onto something, and you know I like conspiracy theories, so I'll go ahead and reveal this one on the DFS Dreamer podcast as well. You know, do you know why uh, Luton is not starting this week in Jacksonville? Because he played terrible. No, it's not because he played terrible. I mean, he's he's going to play better than Glennon, isn't he? Do you know why they sat? Uh, what was it? McK- who who's the Minshew? Uh, do you know why they Minshew? sat Minshew? Oh, you think they're tanking? No, they're not tanking. They don't want to pay the contracts. Pierre, that's my theory. That's my philosophy. They don't want to pay the contracts, right? Because you know, there's always those stipulations. If you start five games, you'll end up getting this bonus or something yeah. like that. And, and okay, so Luton, Luton hit his limit, so they're not going to pay him that. <laughs> and so, my, and and now they're sitting everybody. They don't want anybody to get to their point totals. I, it, it's hey, there's something. Look, the players have really hated being in Jacksonville. We've had a lot of disgruntled people leaving there and complaining about that front office, and yeah. it just wouldn't surprise. We need to dive deep. There's going to be a 30 for 30 one day on the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> it's possible. At least they have the, the nice little pool uh, there at the stadium that their fans can kind of take attention off the, the product on the field. But I'm pretty sure they're in the hunt for uh, the last pick as well. So it definitely could be thinking, yeah, they're they're actually next to last. So I believe uh, the Justin Fields sweepstakes will be what happens after Trevor Lawrence goes uh, number one, and maybe they're they're trying to tank enough and hope the Jets win a game and, and get the first pick. So we'll definitely see. But Glennon, like you said, he has nothing to lose. Uh, he, he probably won't start again <laughs> is what his feelings are. So he's going to air it out to whoever's on the field. Uh, if yeah. me and you up, he might be throwing it to us as well. So be careful there. Okay, well, hey, I'm ready. Hey, put me in, coach. I'm ready. Just one snap. That's probably all I can handle. All right, we got to over, move over to the wide receivers right now. We've got Hopkins sitting on top of this on on top of this DK board, and and Pierre, I'm is it me? And I'm not I'm not looking back at the stats right now. It's just going off the top of my head. Is it me or does DeAndre Hopkins just never deserve this eighty one hundred dollar price point? He deserves it. Um, he deserves it for sure. Uh, he, I think he's one of the best receivers. Uh, in the NFL, I, I kind of have him below uh, Devontae Adams, so I feel is the best, but he definitely can pay it off. Uh, it helps uh, to obviously have Kyler Murray as his, his quarterback. He's had Murray, he's had Watson, so he's had really good quarterbacks. Um, but Murray likes to run the ball um, a lot more than Watson, so I feel like that's why it, it kind of dwindles a bit, um, is oftentimes, you know, you'll see Murray scrambling. Um, so that's definitely played a part of it. I know Murray kind of tweaked his shoulder as well. Um, so that'll be something to monitor as he, he tweaked that against Seattle um, in a Thursday night game last week. Uh, but Hopkins definitely is capable. Um, that's why he stays up there um, at that 8K or, or plus range. But he's hit that a few times. Uh, it takes basically a, a few big games for it to happen. Uh, but he's definitely capable um, at that price range for sure. All right. So this one goes all the way down to Calvin Ridley at 7,100. That's where I'm mm-hmm. going to put it. Tell me who you think will not pay off this price point at the top of this tier. I'm going to say Hopkins is, uh, well, I'm, he actually is going against New England. I'm not afraid of New England, so I'll say he can't pay it off this week. Okay, yeah, I, I'd probably pick uh, Michael Thomas uh, to not pick it off in that range. Uh, he did have that game. Uh, I kind of expected the gap in front of game uh, where he had nine for 104, uh, which is kind of shocking, obviously, with Taysom Hill's quarterback. But uh, he ran a lot of slants, a lot of underneath routes, and that's where he'll look comfortable uh, I could see that kind of not taking place in Denver. Um, in addition, his counterpart kind of has a revenge game uh, this week in Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, so you could see them kind of target him more uh, now that they're back in Denver. Uh, but Michael Thomas out of this group will probably be the one that, that can't get there. Um, Keenan Allen probably be the other one 
uh, he's finally up to that price range where you're like, okay, uh, 8K is getting a little high, coming off a huge game against the Jets. Uh, you can see, again, Tredavious White play some time on him. Uh, if so, I could also see Keenan Allen uh, not get there at 8K. Okay. Which one do you think in this price range? And you mentioned we've talked about three of them. We still have Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, and, of course, Calvin Ridley at the bottom of this tier. Which one do you think out of all these guys has the best shot at having that big boom week? Well, I was going to (laughs) say Tyreek Hill um, earlier, but I'm thinking I'm going to go Diggs now. Uh, The reason being is uh, Casey Hayward got ruled out today as well. Um, He's a top corner for the Chargers. Uh, when you also think about the fact that John Brown's uh, been ruled out for the Bills, it really just opens up uh, more targets for for Beasley and Diggs and then Gabriel Davis, who we'll get to later. So um, based off that news alone, I feel like Diggs kind of has the most upside and, and Tyreek Hill's a really close second. All right. Adam Thielen, he's out with COVID-19, so we got to go all the way down here to A.J. Brown with the Tennessee Titans going against your tough Indianapolis Colt defense. And I think we can probably get this one all the way down to that Godwin range at 6,000 just because there's a couple of postponed Pittsburgh Steelers in there, which really narrows down this pool. My question is this, Pierre, mm-hmm. before you go into the people who you think will be successful, is Jefferson going to be able to pay off this $6,300 price point being the number one receiver? her now in Minnesota and Adam Thielen not taking any of that pressure off of him. I, I think he could still pay it off. Um, my only worry would be how often the Vikings run the ball. Um, they're one of a few teams that, that run the ball more than 50% of the time. Uh, really great running back matchup um, for them as well. Um, but I don't feel like the, the subtraction of Thielen uh, will stop him from getting there. It'd be more the, the game script. So I do think he could pay it off if they have to throw the ball. Okay. Out of this tier right here, it looks like DJ Moore has got one of the better matchups along with Robbie Anderson going against that Minnesota Viking defense. But I think Carolina also has one of those lower point totals out of everybody. So I'm not sure that they're going to be able to sneak their way into the end zone that much. Who do you think will be the most successful? Maybe give me two because this is a little bit larger group. Yeah. So in this range, um, I do like Godwin at 6K. Um, I think that with this high over-under that uh, the Bucks are going to have to keep up with the Chiefs. Um, another reason why I really like this game is, you know, the, the Chiefs really excel um, in close games. That's when you see a, a lot of action uh, from both sides of the ball. Uh, Godwin's playing a, a ton of snaps now that he's back healthy. I want to say he played 99% uh, of the snaps last week as well. So I do like him at X6K. Um, with the Panthers, guys, it's a, a little tougher. They're supposed to get Bridgewater back. Uh, for one, so it won't be any more PJ Walker. Uh, but in addition to that, you're the only guy. Like you're right; they're at 23 and a half um, as their team total right now. Um, with that, you're you're probably spreading the ball around quite a bit. Um, I actually wouldn't mind Julio. Um, I know he's questionable with a hamstring, which is dangerous. Uh, but he'd probably be the second guy I go with if he plays, uh, just because he's so talented. At 6,500, you, you tend to want to play Julio when no one else. Is going to play Julio. Uh, that's when you get the, the really big explosion games from him. I feel like this is going to be a low ownership uh, week on Julio based off of him leaving um, and kind of tweaking that hamstring against the Saints. Uh, now he's had limited practices and, you know, he's questionable going in. Uh, probably won't be a lot of attention to him. But again, this is another really big uh, total uh, for the over-under game, 6,500. You usually aren't going to get Julio Jones in this range. Uh, last time he was in this price range, he had 36 fancy points. Uh, when he was 6,700, he had eight for 137 for two touchdowns. 
so if he plays, uh, watch the news. Uh, Julio would be my other guy uh, that I expect to have an explosion uh, type game in this price range. I didn't expect. I didn't expect that one, Pierre. I didn't expect that one. I like your contrarian thoughts, but you're you're probably only saying that. So if we ever end up in the same tournament again uh, this weekend, that I'm going to lose because you're putting that little Julio Jones plant in my mind, and you know I love conspiracies. Hey, uh, Devonte Parker. He's going to get to those Jets, and the Jets are trying to keep pace with the Jacksonville Jaguars. It looks like a great matchup for him mm-hmm. right now, but I'm not sure that if two is in there that he'll be able to pay off that price point. Let's take it down all the way here, down to that Cole Beasley like you had mentioned before at mm-hmm. 5,500, who's looking pretty juicy right now since John Brown's out. Yeah, so you're, you're definitely nailed the, the nailed it on the head when it comes to Devontae Parker. If, if Fitzmagic's in there, uh, I think you want to play him. Again, the, the Jets have been terrible. Uh, we just saw them, you know, get torched week after week. Uh, so he's in a really good spot, a really good price. Um, but I feel like he really needs Fitzpatrick uh, to excel at that price range. If it's Tua, uh, you probably wouldn't go there. Um, I like Antonio Brown. Uh, Tom Brady really seems to be um, peppering him with targets. Uh, he's had eight and 13 in um, back-to-back weeks since signing. Uh, he's definitely a... One of Brady's favorites, I believe that he's even staying at Brady's house. Uh, he's, his snap count's gone up a, a bit. He played 62% of the snaps uh, last week after playing 49 the week before. Again, high over under uh, 5,700. Uh, could definitely see uh, Antonio Brown. He also runs those the short routes. I don't know if you watch um, mm-hmm. any of that game against the Rams, but he's running a lot of the underneath routes, uh, which is really Brady's wheelhouse as he's not willing to, to really air it out um, at all of that arm that he has now. So, you like Brown at 5,700. With Beasley, um, I like uh, the scenario, uh, again, with John Brown out. Uh, I just don't like this price tag for, for Cole Beasley. Um, it's really tough for him to, to get up there. He's done it uh, three times this year, which is great. I'm just not sure he'll be able to, to do it this week against the Chargers. Um, it's definitely possible, um, but I'd probably rather go up to Diggs if I want someone from the Bills um, or down to another one of his teammates when we get there later. All right, Jameson Crowder, who's always in the slot and always running those routes, and whenever he's healthy, he seems to put up a lot of DK points. Not last week, though. Last week, it was really disappointing for anybody who owned Crowder. He just put up a couple of fantasy points last week. But we got to take it all the way down here to, one, to well, I guess we can go down one more, uh, uh, down to my, uh, Mike Williams for the Los Angeles Chargers. I was going to stop at Pittman because I know that's your guy. But give me <laughs> two or three guys right here in this price range who you think are going to be able to pay off this week from 50 5400 down to 5000 Yeah, so my guy's going to be one. Um, I do like Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, it seems to be kind of having his, his coming out these last few weeks. Uh, got in the, the end zone for the first time this season uh, last week against the Packers. Uh, 55K, uh, uh, his price definitely continues to climb. Uh, but he can definitely pay it off. Uh, I know Rivers is a little banged up with his toe. Uh, so we'll see how that situation plays out. But I know the Coats are also... Um, a little less on defense. Uh, DeForest Buckner tested positive for uh, COVID-19, so he's going to be out. Nico Autry's out. Um, Bobby Okariki, another one of the good young coach defenders are out. So this could definitely turn into more of a shootout um, just with the defense kind of not being full strength. Uh, so I do like Pittman at 5K. Uh, the other one in this range, uh, I, I like to say Mike Williams um, just because I'm not sure if Tredavious White's going to follow Keenan Allen when he's in the slot. Um, if he doesn't, then that's really going to take away Mike Williams. Uh, so I'll probably go with Curtis Samuel in this range. Um, I know we mentioned uh, DJ Moore and, and uh, Robbie Anderson uh, early on, but I feel like Curtis Samuel is really at that price uh, where it's a little more safer uh, to go with him. Uh, 5100 for sure. Bridgewater's back. 
He's coming off a big game, uh, but again, it's against the, the Vikings who have really struggled in the secondary. You're going to want to watch for McCaffrey. Uh, he's been upgraded to questionable. Uh, it sounds like he's iffy to play. Uh, if he doesn't, uh, I feel like it's actually a, a more benefit to Curtis Samuel as they use him more out of the backfield. They're using more some gadget plays. Uh, so if McCaffrey sits, I actually like Curtis Samuel at 5,100. What do you think about Sterling Shepard? Because he's the one that catches my eye. He seems to be the one that catches Daniel Jones' eye as well. And mm-hmm. the Giants have got a pretty big total game total in Cincinnati, and they're just going to be able to see the red zone quite a bit. And I know they're going to want to run it with Wayne Gallman, but at the same time, when they keep the chains moving, it's, I think the ball is going to go to Sterling Shepard. Yeah, Shepard's he's, he got a pretty good floor uh, when it comes to Shepard. Uh, he's got double digits in you know basically all but one game this season when he's been healthy. Uh, he gets you about six to seven catches a, a game, which is also nice. Uh, I just I think that this could be a blowout. Uh, again, we, we mentioned Brandon Allen, uh, obviously a set of Finley, but I still feel like the Giants could really get out in front. I feel like their their defense could kind of handle uh, the Bengals when it comes to this matchup as well. Uh, if that's the case, then Daniel Jones may not have to throw it. It could be like a, a Wayne Gallman type game. But I do think Shepard's uh, solid uh, out of Oklahoma. Uh, good to see him healthy again. He could definitely be a safe play uh, when it comes to that price range. It seems like this next tier starting at Corey Davis is where you found your honey hole because I've heard you mention a couple of these names a couple of different times, Pierre. Give me a couple of these guys that you really like in this $4,900 Corey Davis price range, and we'll take it all the way down to the Sammy Watkins range at 4700 Yeah, so I like Watkins uh, to start if he, you know, he should be playing. Uh, he got a full practice in. Uh, $4,700, good price range, uh, highest team total for the Chiefs, highest over under. Uh, so definitely like Watkins there at 4700 uh, And I like Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, so I know I mentioned it uh, coming back to the Broncos. If you watch that Saints game, a lot of the, the deep throws that, that Taysom Hill made uh, was in his direction. Um, he underthrew him on a few of them. Uh, so if Taysom Hill can find the strength and maybe the altitude help him out a bit, uh, if Sanders can get behind the secondary, uh, he definitely could be in for a big game. He, I'm sure he'll be motivated uh, going up against the Broncos. So I do like him at, at 4,800. Okay, that sounds good. And I think Corey Davis has a pretty good floor as well, since you mentioned all the Indianapolis Colt uh, defenders that are being out this week. And that kind of puts a downgrade on things. Corey Davis has had double-digit DK points. He even had uh, uh, 19 last week. So I think that this floor might be pretty safe for him, since you mentioned all those Colts being out. Yeah, Adam Humphreys is still out. Um, he can't pass the concussion protocol, so he's still not going to play. Uh, the Colts really try to take away A.J. Brown. Um, if you look at the, the Thursday night game that they had, he only had one catch for, for 21. Um, I know he had a big drop that could have led to a little bit more, uh, but they try to take him away, so that definitely could open up things uh, for Corey Davis just based off the scheme uh, that the Colts are going to run. So the next tier is these are the bottom guys. These are the bottom feeders down here, Pierre. This is where I like to live. This is where I build my DraftKings lineup and outsmart everybody whenever I still have $12,000 left at the end of my salary uh, consumption. You know, (laughs) But I refuse. I will not allow you to tell me T.Y. Hilton will be a factor again this week on DraftKings, okay? I'm not going to listen to you. I'm going to pull the old blah, 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 blah thing uh, for you. Now, if you say Zacchaeus, I may be able to listen. So uh, T.Y. Hilton, um, no, 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 3,900. Uh, and Wes, I, I, he's been bad. Uh, and when I say he's been bad, he's been bad from a fantasy standpoint. But if you actually watch the games, and obviously I'm a Coats fan, I watch the games, he's really opening up things for the other players. Uh, he's still getting double coverage. He's still taking a lot of attention away. Um, but I feel like he still has it. Um, if they start to 
let him go a little bit and uh, kind of focus in more on Pittman, um, on Naeem Hines out of the backfield. <laughs> I mean, he could have an explosion game at $3,900. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but this price range for someone as talented as, as T.Y. Hilton, uh, he definitely could pay it off. Kind of similar to A.J. Green last week. Um, he is in a really good spot, uh, 3600 He had four for 42 and a touchdown. Uh, T.Y. Hilton gets that same exact stack line. You're you're happy. You're ecstatic. Uh, so definitely keep him in mind at 3900 I know he hasn't done anything this year, uh, but it's just the, the talent still there. Um, so he's definitely, again, someone you, you want to be on uh, when that week actually happens. Uh, I like Hunter Winfro uh, for the Raiders. Uh, I do think that uh, Carr will be able to, to throw it against this Falcon secondary. Um, a lot of folks are going to obviously play Waller when we get to tight end. Uh, but I like Renfro. He kind of runs some of the similar routes uh, out of the slot uh, when he's out there. So Renfro at 4K, I feel like it's a pretty good price range. Uh, I know you mentioned Zacchaeus. Uh, you'll want to pay attention to the Julio news. Um, if Julio is out, uh, then Zacchaeus is definitely interesting at 3,800. If Julio plays, uh, you can cross him off the list. Uh, Jakeem Grant, uh, 3,700. Uh, he's questionable himself uh, with a hamstring. Uh, again, if it's Tua, um, I probably won't touch the receivers for the Dolphins. Uh, if it's Fitzpatrick, then you definitely want to look at uh, Hakeem Grant if he plays. Um, and then you kind of get down to the meat. Uh, so I think the meat uh, when it comes to values down in this price range, I know that's where you love to be. Uh, so get ready and buckle up here because I like Denzel Mims. Uh, 3,500. I feel like Darnold's a, a better quarterback than Flacco. Don't jump at me. Don't jump at me. I know Flacco's your guy, but I, I feel like uh, Mims could definitely excel. Uh, again, he's the, he's the rookie on this team, uh, so this is really the time where they want to see what he has and kind of get him prepared for what's going to happen next year. Uh, so I like him. Uh, LaVicious Chenault. Um, Chenault, I'm going to another rookie, 3,300. Again, DJ Shark, Chris Conley have both been ruled out now, uh, so you could definitely see Chenault. Uh, come out and have his kind of breakout game. Uh, I know it's Mike Lennon, uh, so keep that in mind. Uh, but I do like Chanel at 3,300. You get down, there's even some guys here at the, the minimum salary range. So um, one that I like is uh, Andy Isabella. Uh, he's at 3K as well. Uh, you look at the, the news with the Cardinals and, and Larry Fitzgerald tested positive uh, for COVID-19 himself. Uh, you have a high total for the Cardinals. So Isabella uh, should get the majority of the time at the slot. Uh, so I don't mind him at 3K. And then your guy, uh, Gabriel Davis, is the last one I'll touch on down here. Uh, again, minimum salary at 3K. Uh, no John Brown. Uh, without John Brown, you see uh, Gabriel Davis kind of get his targets there, uh, kind of climbs. He's out on the field regardless, so he's already running routes. Uh, but it really goes up once John Brown's out. You have a uh, week, was it week five? He ran 100% of the routes. Uh, week seven, he ran 95% of the routes. He should be up towards that again with no John Brown. If so, I do like him at, at 3K. Yes, and that game really looks like to me as being uh, one of those games that's going to be back and forth. It's going to be a little bit of a shootout. They're going to be passing the ball 100 million times in that game, uh, at least putting the decision in the quarterback's hands on both sides of the football, I believe. So I do like that play, Pierre. Now, at tight ends, we kind of started a new thing last week where we started to try to find cheap tight ends. Yeah. Uh, just you know, go to the bottom like we do on defenses and see if there's anybody that we want to play. But my friend, all these tight just look like they have got to be what we have to set some money aside for. We got to save our DK bucks to play these good tight ends nowadays because Kelsey will pay off this this week, I believe, or at least he's he's going to be a safe floor anyway. Waller's one of those guys that can always pay off. Henry's been paying off. Evan Ingram though is looking really juicy there at 4500. Yeah, I'm not playing Ingram. <laughs> 
he's been at that price range a while and hasn't paid off. Uh, he's definitely against the, the Bengals who, who are worse against tight ends. So he could have a bounce back game after that 3.5 against the Eagles. Uh, but I probably won't go there. Uh, you kind of mentioned it. It's, it's Kelsey or Waller for me this week. Uh, depending mm-hmm. on what salary relief I have, I feel like they're the, the safest plays. And you, you kind of got to pay up for, for tight end, I feel, uh, these days. It's really hard to, to find those value guys, um, unless it's the four-game slate like we just had. Uh, so I do like Kelsey and Waller right there at the top. Um, one cheap guy that you, you may want to monitor, and it's kind of similar to the news that I, I just mentioned with Chenault, and that's going to be Tyler Eifert. Uh, he's at 2,600. Uh, you look in the, the top weapons of Conley and, and DJ Shark have already been ruled out. Uh, you have Mike Glennon, uh, who may rely on the, the tight end a little bit more. Uh, so I could definitely see uh, Tyler Eifert kind of get, I'm not going to say go off, but he could definitely have a, a pretty solid day. He it doesn't take much uh, when it comes to his price range. He's had, you know, five, four, five targets. Uh, that could climb a little bit as well uh, with no Shark and Conley. So Tyler Eifert at 2,600 might be the cheapie that you want to go to if if you need someone in that price range. Okay, that sounds good. And I, I, I like what you're saying. What about a Jordan Reed? Because he's going to be a hot topic out there. I know he's questionable, but still, he seemed to be one of those favorite targets of any of the San Francisco 49ers quarterbacks, especially whenever Kittle's not in there. Yeah, I really don't like the, the play pass catchers against the Rams. Uh, I feel like they're one of the, the better defenses out there. Um, kind of showed against Tampa as well. Um, and they really kind of focus and, and try to make you run the ball. Um, in addition with Jordan Reed, I just, it's sad to say this, but I expect him to get a concussion whenever he's on the field. Uh, I know he's been healthy uh, or healthier. Uh, he's had some injuries this year, uh, but I just, I just worry about his injury history, his concussion history, uh, given the, the game of football. Uh, so I probably won't ever uh, play him again unless he's super cheap uh, like he was one of the earlier weeks when he was, what, 2,600 uh, without Kittle. Uh, so probably no Jordan Reed for me. What is Cameron Brait doing at 3200 my friend? I mean, that, that seems like a very large price point for Cameron Brait. They must be expecting him to get a touchdown in this high-powered game. That's that's very funny looking to me. I don't, I don't understand that. It. It's because of the, 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 whole, the over-under of this game being the highest. Uh, a lot of folks try to just get a part of the game when that happens. Uh, so pricing him up a bit kind of makes you make a decision. Uh, he is playing some snaps, uh, 42% of the snaps. Uh, last week uh, for them. So he's he's on the field. Uh, I'm probably not going to pay that for him, though. Uh, you look at Gronk, he's about, what, 4,400, so 1,200 more uh, than Brait. But I'm guessing that's why is, uh, the DK algorithm probably sees the over-under in the total. Uh, so it bumps it up just to make it harder to jam folks in from the highest over-under game. Yeah, it really looks hard this week if you're not going to pay up for one of those top two guys uh, this week. It may be have to, you may have to build around those two guys this mm-hmm. week. All right, let me remind everybody they're listening to the DFS Dreamer podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. You can find me on Twitter, at Lofinit on Twitter, and you can follow the show as well at at, what is it? At FI Today with a little underscore on Twitter. And don't forget to follow my guy, Pierre, as he brags about beating me each and every week in these DK tournaments. And Pierre, we had a lot of people... Uh, actually have good positive feedback about that first, what do we, what did I call it? A, a DK Turkey Bowl tournament? <laughs> yeah, the Turkey Bowl mashup. It, it was, we had good feedback. I think folks that just kind of listen or, you know, that follow us on Twitter, it was just good to see like a, a small 
smaller field where they can kind of interact, see how they stacked up against this. I know my wife was happy she beat you personally. Uh, so that was always a, a chuckle. She didn't cash, but she's like, hey, Lisa, I'm over loaf. She calls you loaf. You call her Mrs. Pee Wee. She calls you loaf. Uh, That's why I was just, hey, I was just going to let out a Mrs. Pee Wee is what I was going to let out, you know, making picking on me like that. Didn't even invite me over for Thanksgiving either. You know what I mean? I mean, I would have loved to come up to Indiana. Not really. No, that wouldn't have. <laughs> but uh, it was nice. And uh, we'll, we'll definitely have to do it again sometimes. I think it went well. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, and yeah. definitely get a link out to, to everyone if we decide to do it. Yeah, you can follow Pierre, though, if you have any questions about your DraftKings lineup or starting sit questions. He's doing really well in all the tournaments. I didn't, I didn't know that we were in that many things together, Pierre, until after I had already met you and kind of started <laughs> talking to you here on the DFS Dreamers podcast. And that's everywhere I turn around, I'm like, hey, there's Pierre. Hey, what are you doing there, Pierre? And, and I didn't even know. Did you know I was a part of all that before uh, we started talking? I didn't. I knew you were in the the hunger bowls just because uh your your loaf of bread it it cracked me up. I thought that was very clever uh, with the loaf of bread and loafing it as the name. So I knew you were there. And as you said, as, as things have gone on, you just kind of see those uh, within the community uh, that are really just tied into to different things, which is great. I think that's the best uh, thing about the fantasy community. It's just so close. Uh, everyone's supportive of each other, uh, regardless of how much content's out there. Uh, so I really appreciate being a part of it. I appreciate, obviously, meeting you and, and meeting others. So it's just great to, to be a part of this great community. Well, I don't blame you, Pierre. I'm kind of a big deal. Isn't that? With, <laughs> just kidding. I'm kidding. Make sure you follow Pierre over on Twitter, at PeeWee31. Don't forget to head over to Anchor FM, where you can find the show there on whatever listening platform you like to listen to podcasts on. Make sure you please su- uh, subscribe to the show. If it's on the iTunes app or any app that you can, slap those stars around, leave a review, uh, those kind of things. But more importantly, we ask you that you go ahead and share Share this content with other people. Uh, the more you do that, the more we will grow, the more we will pour back into this show whenever it's possible. All right, Pierre, we, we go over to the DSTs, the DSTs. And we got to start at the bottom because we always want to save a couple of dollars there. And if we're going to pay up for tight end, we're going to have to save some money somewhere. I think I sniff, though, that you're going to be saving it at wide receiver this week. But are there any lower tier t- uh, defenses that you're looking for? Yeah, I like a, a few down here, actually, which usually isn't the case. Um, I do like the Broncos at, at 2,200. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you're just Taysom Hill. Um, I don't expect him to, to play well. I'm not going to say well. He could still play well. I just don't expect him to to have a game that he had indoors against the Falcons defense. I expect it to be a little tougher um, at altitude, 38 degrees against the Broncos. Again, his throws are off indoors, so if he if he's trying to air it out a bit in Denver, uh, you could definitely see that turn into a, a pick six for the Broncos. Uh, with the Jets at 2,100, um, I'm going to pay attention to that Tua and Fitzpatrick situation. Um, again, I'm not too impressed with, with Tua right now, so if he gets to start, um, I could actually take a shot on the Jets at 2100 if it's Fitzpatrick I won't touch him uh, but at 2100 uh, if it's Tua definitely the case there uh, I don't mind the Vikings at 2300 either uh, down at this price range uh, Bridgewater might change that a bit for me now that he's back and starting um, PJ Walker had a really good game uh, in his one debut uh, out of the XFL uh, I actually remember him from the Coats practice squad a, a few years ago so I wasn't really really big on him uh, to be honest with you but now that Bridgewater's back Maybe not on the Vikings, but it's definitely still a team you can look at um, at 2300 for sure. Um, if you get up to the the higher price range, I like uh, the Browns, obviously, against Clinton. Uh, you look at Mike Glennon. Uh, you said it. Uh, he's been riding the bench. May not be great. Uh, Jaguars lost Conley and Shark this week. Uh, so the Browns are definitely someone you may want to attack. 
Uh, they're a little scary without Miles Garrett still, but uh, they definitely could pay off that, pra- that price range. And then the Giants, obviously, as well at 3,200 uh, with Brandon Allen, uh, regardless of who was at quarterback with the Bengals there. If there's no Burrow, I do like the Giants at 3,200. Those are probably the, the two uh, that I pay up for. Um, in addition to the Rams, if you can get there at 3,700, I'm just not sure I can get there this week. Yeah, the Giants and the Browns definitely have that safest floor. It really is crazy to sit there and look at the Dolphins being the highest price defense, and I know they're going against the Jets, but 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 the Jets aren't aren't laying down like that. You know what I mean? And I I understand that they're looking at a possible turnover and a touchdown and different things. And the Dolphins have been one of the more what would you say the one one of the more te- uh, one of the better teams at being able to score off of defensive turnovers or at least te- turnovers. Yeah. They've been very opportunistic for sure. When oh, it opportunistic. I was looking for the word opportunistic. It was right there on my frontal lobe, and I couldn't pull it out, man. I pulled it out for you. So it's definitely possible. They played the Jets earlier. Uh, they got 15 points, uh, which obviously would pay it off. They can do it again. I prefer Darnold, obviously, to, to Flacco. So I, I feel like that that might keep people off the Dolphins um, as well. Um, but I'm not sure I can get up that range. I'll probably not be able to afford a high-expensive defense with what I want to do this week. Now, Dalvin Cook, he is the highest-priced player on DraftKings this week. What do we have to do to get Dalvin Cook to 10000 Come on. And he need, if we can get people to 10000 Pierre, they need to get a little special award or something like that. He had, the, the man had 31 touches last week, Pierre. 31 touches. That is amazing. And he is not quite nearly built as big as Derrick Henry. You know, Derrick Henry, you give Derrick Henry 31 touches, you're like, is that all? The guy can handle more than that if you want to give it to him. But Dalvin Cook, he's not the biggest, he's not the fastest, he's not the strongest, but he just may be the best player on this DK board this week. Yeah, he's explosive. Um, I knew he was good at Florida State, but I didn't realize he was this good. But, you know, coming off an injury, he held out a little bit um, at camp, which caused him to really kind of drop down some of the redraft fantasy boards. But he's explosive. You watch him, he's elusive um, and then explosive. He hits a hole and then he's gone. Uh, and it really just takes one kind of similar to, to Henry. If Henry gets out in the open field, uh, it's hard to bring him down. And he's usually gone for a big play and, and cooks the same way, except he's, he's not the, the hoss that Henry is. But, I mean, best one of the best running matchups against the Panthers. Uh, no Thielen uh, since he's out with the, the COVID-19. So the, the Vikings, who are already run heavy, are probably going to be even more so, which obviously could stack the box a bit. But. I think you gotta pay. You gotta pay up for him. Ninety five hundred. You mentioned yeah, I, the guy right below him is the one that's been at ten thousand before. So he he's probably gonna be at ten thousand after this game. Well, I was gonna say this was the big matchup uh, any running back fan had circled at the beginning of the year because this one is Dalvin Cook versus Christian McCaffrey. And I'm gonna give you a little backstory that may have slipped through the cracks sometime in the off season when Christian McCaffrey got that contract extension is what I'll call it. I don't know all the technical terms in the NFL nowadays, but if he when he got the contract extension and he signed that new new deal when he got really really paid and Dalvin Cook essentially was looking to get paid and after Christian McCaffrey came out with that big pay check dalvin cook said and this kind of this was this was the way i interpreted it right that he he was the best running back in the nfl i think those were his exact words i'm the best running back in the nfl i deserve to be the highest price running back and i thought he was going into this year with a little chip on his shoulder so i'm going to say this i think dalvin cook has been waiting for this moment 
to play against the Carolina Panthers so that he can get in the end zone more times than he's ever gotten in the end zone before. I don't think we'll ever be able to see Dalvin Cook run as hard as he's going to run this game because I can remember uh, in the preseason on a couple of these podcasts just saying that that my interpretation of that is Dalvin Cook is going into this season with a big chip on his shoulder and this chip might pay off this week. It's it's possible. If he gets in the end zone more than he ever has, then they're going to have to have him because he, he scored three times against the Packers in week eight and put up 51 fantasy points. So if he's doing more than that, you're going to have to have Dalvin Cook or you're just going to lose. That's going to be the end of it. So good call out for sure. I, I wish McCaffrey was playing. Uh, I feel like that'd be even more motivational and he's questionable. So it's possible. Um, it sounds like it's iffy. Uh, but if he ends up, you know, getting that that go, that could be uh, sparks flying uh, there in Minnesota with, with Cook and McCaffrey. Kamara seems like the cheapest option now at 8200 I mean, that and that's funny when you talk about the two highest paid running backs at 9500 and 9200 And I'm just, I'm looking forward to the matchup. I really hope CMC has a chance to play. But Kamara is in Denver at 8200 And last week was the first time, I think, ever that he didn't get a target in a game, which really seemed unusual and odd. But they're definitely still going to feed him near the goal line. This goes down to Josh Jacobs, who I expect to have a pretty big game indoors at Atlanta on a fast track at 7200 Pierre, uh, let's go ahead and go down to Nick Chubb. I, I, he snuck in there on me at 7,100 against those Jacksonville Jaguars, who I think actually probably is going to have a very big week. Yeah, Kamara's upside is definitely capped uh, with Taysom Hill quarterback because he's not getting those passes uh, that he got from Breeze. So it's going to be hard to, to pay up because he's he's still splitting carries with Latavius Murray uh, when it comes to the rushes. So you, you'll probably want to avoid him. Um, it's, it's possible he can obviously score a couple of touchdowns and pay it off. Uh, but he's really not the, the optimal type play. Uh, Josh Jacobs um, is going to be the the interesting one for me. Uh, 7,200 seems pretty high uh, for Jacobs. Uh, it's going to really depend on the game script. If the, the Falcons kind of get up um, on the Raiders, it's really going to kind of take Jacobs out of the game. Uh, so you really aren't going to play him. But if the, the Raiders get out in front of the Falcons and start to grind it out, uh, Jacobs could definitely pay off that price tag. I think it's a little risky um, to do so. Uh, so I actually feel like the, the safest play is going to be your Bama guy um, against the Colts, and that's Derrick Henry at, at 7,900. Uh, yeah, I just mentioned the, the defenders uh, on the front line that are going to be out for the Colts. Uh, I'm expecting the, the Titans to kind of have a chip on their shoulder after the, the Colts win in Tennessee and, and kind of smack them in the mouth. Uh, big game in the AFC South uh, for first place. Um, unfortunately, I do think that the Tigers are going to play better, uh, and I think Henry's going to be a part of that. Even the the game on Thursday night, he he rushed for over 100 yards. If he gets in the end zone there, he's getting close to paying off that price range. So I like Henry in this range at, at 7,900 against a kind of depleted uh, Coats front line right now. See, I really think Chubb is going to be able to pay off that price range at 7100 every game that he's been healthy in. Outside of Baltimore in that very first game, he uh, had 29 DK points against Cincinnati, against Washington, uh, 21 against Houston uh, a couple of weeks ago, and then 14 in Phil- against Philadelphia. But that, that was the second terrible game weather-wise for the Cleveland Browns. I think they were looking ahead to getting out of Cleveland and going to Jacksonville at this point, where they'll finally be able to play a game without rain. Yeah, I, I like Chubb, and I like his, his his counterpart, too, is the thing, and that's Kareem Hunt. He's a little cheaper. Uh, I know Chubb is going to get most of the, the carries, but, you know, Hunt gets carries, and he gets some of the, the pass catching as well. Um, so that's the only reason I'm not huge on Chubb. I still like Chubb. Uh, I feel like you can play him, and I might even play him a, a couple times myself. But 
And it's just the Kareem Hunt factor that stops me from being all in on Nick Chubb. Mike Davis it starts us off there in Minneapolis, uh, Minneapolis, Minneapolis, Minneapolis. Where did that come from? Yeah. Against the Vikings. Against the Vikings at 6,900. Uh, we'll just leave it at Vikings. How about that? At Mike Davis at 6,900 there. And we already talked about the CMC factor maybe being in there. Carl, uh, CEH is also one of those guys who seems to be getting stronger as this year goes on. But Le'Veon Bell started taking away some of those touches last week, Pierre. I want to take this down to a guy that you had already mentioned one time in Latavius Murray at 5,900 because he's in Denver. He's getting a lot of those looks as a running back where it seemed like Kamara was being the passing back. But I don't know. It's one of those weird situations in in uh, New Orleans right now. Yeah, it's going to be tough. They pretty much split carries. I want to say that Kamara had 13 and Murray had 12. Uh, he's kind of priced up uh, just for his role. Uh, so I don't think he can pay 5900 for him. Um, in this range, I, I like James Robinson, uh, 6300 uh, I feel like he's getting all the action uh, there in Jacksonville, which could even go up a bit more when you look at the receivers that are out and Mike Glennon now under under quarterback. So James Robinson at 6,300, uh, not going to play CEH. I really like Tampa's uh, run defense. It really showed off uh, against uh, the Rams as well. I think that's why you saw Woods and, and Cup kind of running open is uh, the Bucks really take away the run game. Uh, and I expect that to be the case um, as well against Kansas City, uh, which probably is going to backfire uh, given the, the Kansas City quarterback. Uh, but I don't like CEH at all. Um, watch the Austin Eckler situation. Uh, so he's he's due to come off uh, the injury reserve uh, with his hamstring that he hurt early on in the year. Uh, if he gets activated, 6100. Uh, Josh Herbert, uh, uh, Justin Herbert. Sorry about that. Justin Herbert now um, at quarterback uh, could really unlock some things with Austin Eckler. Obviously, it's risky because you don't know how much he's going to play. Uh, but 6,100 in the high over-under against the Bills, um, who have struggled against the run. Uh, Austin Eckler could definitely be in play. Ronald Jones, 6,100, um, also someone to consider. Uh, again, wasn't great uh, against the Rams, but the, the Chiefs uh, do struggle against the run themselves. Uh, Leonard Fournette didn't look great at all um, in that Rams game either. So you could see Ronald Jones kind of try to ground out uh, the Chiefs, keep Mahomes off the field. I could see him potentially getting involved. Um, and then Jonathan Taylor, I, I just caution you on that. Um, I know a lot of folks like to see his 26 uh, touches when it came to, to last week against the Packers. I feel like the Colts kind of use Naheem Hines a little bit more uh, when it comes to the Titans. Uh, that's what they did uh, in Thursday night when they played them a couple weeks ago as well. So you could see uh, Taylor kind of go back on the back burner again and then kind of go more with Hines, who who's able to catch the ball a little bit more out of the backfield. So just be careful uh, with Jonathan Taylor at 5,900. For this next tier, Pierre, I had gone down to the hospital because I needed to get the uh, medical reports of all these people right here. So let me let me thumb through this just a little bit here. Kalen Balaj, questionable. Gaskin is on the IR, possibly due to come back here pretty soon. Uh, Gio Bernard, questionable with a concussion on Wednesday. Now it's looking like he has the possibility of playing. Let's see here. Raheem Mostart, he is on the IR list, but he will most likely play for San Francisco on Sunday. Uh, Let's see. Todd Todd Gurley has been all of a sudden claimed as out against the Las Vegas Raiders um, uh, this week, so he's not going to be able to play. Josh Dobson, of course, or Dobbins, Dobbins, of course, is game has been postponed. Gus Edwards' game has been postponed. Ahmed is out for the Miami Dolphins. Pierre, please make sense of this little tier for me because nobody's playing. It's going to be tough. Uh, Look at Gaskin. Uh, Pay attention to that news. 
see if he gets activated. Um, if so, uh, he's had a really good price again at 5,700 against the Jets. Um, again, you want to watch to see if he gets activated or not. Uh, you look at the the Chargers, you know, Kalen Balaj himself is questionable with an ankle. Uh, you just saw that Ahmed is going to be out as well. So definitely pay attention to the Gaskin news. Um, yeah, Ryan Bernard, I don't see him playing, honestly. Um, I won't play P. Ryan myself, uh, Samaj P. Ryan, if he is out, but I don't think he can play uh, these running backs anyways in, in Cincinnati with the, the Giants defense and just the quarterback that they have. So you probably can avoid Bernard. I do like Kareem Hunt. So I mentioned the the Nick Chubb thing and how Hunt kind of takes it away. Uh, it's pretty much like an every other week thing here lately when it comes to Kareem Hunt. Uh, when it goes to his big games, uh, 9, 19, 9, 19, 7, 18. So he, he's kind of due to have that 18, 19-point game, uh, which would pay off and get you that three times value. Um, against Jacksonville, if they get out in front, uh, you may see them kind of rest Chubb and, and save him for later on down the road. So I don't mind Kareem Hunt at 5,600. If Moster's activated, um, I like him as well just because his burst and his big playability, uh, 5,600 against the Rams, who who really kind of – Wake, wake you want to pass because they have the guys like Ramsey and stuff in the secondary. Uh, so if Moser's activated, he might be all right at 5,600. Um, I didn't see the, the girly news. Apparently that happened right before we, we started to record here. Uh, he's been ruled out, uh, which I think is pretty big. Uh, when you look at the Raiders, you know, 26 against the run defense, uh, it may actually open up. Uh, if you want to go down to Brian Hill, when we get down there, uh, oh, could no. definitely open up we'll, some we'll, go, we'll go further down than that, my friend. Uh Oh, uh, but yeah, I didn't realize that on um, really that's definitely some some big news there um, and something to monitor uh, in that price range. That's probably all I'm going to do. So it'd be Hunt uh, would probably be at the top of my list. Uh, Gaskin if he's activated, um, and then Moster as well if he's activated. But Hunt's really the safe one to me. I liked how Kenyon Drake got all those touches last week, a total of 16 touches, which was really good news. And and if we got Kyler Murray a little bit banged up, maybe they'll look to uh, throw the football just a little bit more in Arizona this week. And and the other good part of that was there was only six touches for Chase Edmonds compared to 16 for Kenyon Drake. So he might be able to pay off that $5,400 price point. I don't care if it is New England. It's possible. Uh, Drake, he just hurt my feelings. Me too. Me too. Uh, but he's looked better. Uh, a lot of his is going to be dependent on getting in the, the end zone. Uh, if he gets a touchdown, you're, you're usually happy to have him. If he doesn't get a touchdown, he's probably not going to pay off a salary. All right. I'm going to skip over Henderson. I don't think you love any of those players in the Los Angeles Rams back, backfield. You can correct me if I'm wrong. So I'm going to start at Gallman. Uh, mm-hmm. They're at 5,000 against uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. And that seems like a pretty good, pretty good place to start. And there's a lot of guys right here in this area, Pierre, that look really, really good. Even mm-hmm. possibly a Le'Veon Bell at 4,500 going against, I know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. But Le'Veon Bell kind of uh, moved into a different place in that Kansas City offense last week yeah i can't do it with bell um again i love the the bucks run defense uh, i know bell's probably the preferred pass catcher i would imagine uh for the chiefs but even when you look at his, his game against uh, the raiders um it took that touchdown you take that away he's at four four points so not big on bell uh, it'd be different if he had a different role but given that he's splitting uh with ceh in, in addition to the, the chiefs really being a pass heavy offense uh, not big on Le'Veon Bell. Um, do like Naeem Hines. Uh, again, I feel like folks are going to be off him and kind of on Taylor based, of rec- based off of recency bias, uh, whereas Naeem Hines has really been the, the gadget guy that really helps um, against the Titans. Uh, you look at that Thursday night game that they played. He had 28 points, 12 attempts, 
for rushing 70 yards and a touchdown. Then he had five catches for 45 and a touchdown. Um, he also actually had a pretty good game against them last year uh, when it came to the, the Titans itself. He scored 12 points um, at 4,200. He had a, a touchdown in that game as well. So I think this would be the, the Hines week versus the Taylor week. Uh, so I do like him. I'm at 4,600. Uh, you mentioned Gallman. Uh, he's definitely the, the main guy there in, in New York now. Um, I do like him given the fact that, you know, the Giants should be really heavy favorites um, against the, the Bengals. Uh, they're favored by six and a half right now. Uh, if they're out in front, they should be able to, to grind it out. Uh, he's definitely been grinding out points. Uh, he's gotten, you know, a touchdown, um, what, four straight games now. Um, if he can to do that, he should be able to pay off that, that 5K price tag. So I don't mind him. I don't mind James White at 4,500. Uh, no Wex Burkhead. Uh, you want to watch the Sony Michelle uh, news, obviously, but with no Burkhead, James White's really the only back uh, that's catching passes out of that New England backfield. Uh, Cam likes to dump it off. He had six for 64 um, in receiving last week against the Texans. Uh, so I don't mind James White there at 4,500 either. It doesn't feel right playing Frank Gore at 4,300. I know he had 15 DK points last week, but we had just talked about how Miami was the highest-priced defense on the DraftKings board. So just something just doesn't add up there. It's going to be really hard for him to get to that 12, 13-point price range, I, I believe. Potentially. So uh, another revenge situation. So he's a Miami guy. Uh, not only mm-hmm. had he played for the Dolphins, but in addition, he went to the U uh, down in college. So he could be motivated. Um, to, to kind of get in the end zone against his former team and for his former city. Uh, again, Darnold's back in action, so that should open up the offense a little bit more. Uh, and, and Gores, he didn't want to go out this way. You know, he's he's towards the end of his career. Shocked he's still playing, but he he even mentioned, uh, given the record, someone asked him the question of how he about how he felt about the Jets, you know, being 0 for or not winning the game. And he said, I can't go out like that. Uh, so you, you can either see him coming back next year or you can see him really starting to grind out um, and really push uh, these last few games of the season uh, to see what happens there. So Gore, 4,300 is dangerous. Uh, but, again, if he gets a touchdown like he did last week uh, when he had 15 for 61 and a touchdown, uh, he could pay off that 4,300. Not sure I'll play him, but good price range on Frank Gore. Who are you looking at down here in this $4,000 price range that is somebody at these bottom places that we might be able to play to be able to uh, you know save some money somewhere so we can pay up for those tight ends, Pierre? I don't know if you've got anybody circled or not. Well, I didn't until the girly news came out. And when that okay. news dropped, I, I think you got to look at Brian Hill. Uh, he's been the, the backup to Gurley uh, this season. And I, I felt like he's been more explosive um, than Gurley as well. So this could definitely open up the door for him to – to show what he has. Uh, when you look at the the carries, you know, he got 42% um, of the carries last week. He's actually who they kind of turn to once they get behind. Uh, you usually see Gurley go to the sidelines, and, and Brian Hill come in as more of that, that pass-catching type of back. Uh, with no Gurley now, you should see that go up. Um, I know they got Edo Smith there behind, and they got a Keith Smith as well, but I feel like this could be a, a Brian Hill situation to show what he has. Um, 4K for a starting running back is hard to come by. Uh, so you definitely have to consider him now at that price range. Yeah, I was going to mention Edo Smith, but Edo Smith just doesn't see the volume. I thought that maybe Brian Hill was going to be higher priced than that, but obviously yeah. nobody expected that news about Todd Gurley. So uh, uh, Brian Hill is definitely that player to play this week. All right, Pierre, walk me through. Give me a good lineup, and I am not going to change it this week. I'm not changing it, my friend. This is tough. This is tough. I really want a part of that Kansas City and Tampa Bay um, so I'm going to start with Mahomes. I'm going to pay up here. I feel like there's good value at, at other positions. 
so I'm a Holmes at 8K. I'm going to run it back with Travis Kelsey um, at tight end. Uh, we kind of talked about it. I want to pay up for, for tight end. So him at 7K, going to go there. Uh, I'm going to run back on the Tampa Bay side. Give me Chris Godwin. Um, I do like Antonio Brown. Actually, Mike, Mike Evans as well. They're right in the same price range. Uh, but Godwin's playing the, the most snaps uh, when it comes to those three, in addition to he's a lot uh, in the slot with Brown. Uh, so he's going to get a lot of the underneath routes. So give me 6K uh, for Chris Godwin. Uh, Dalvin Cook, just going to pay up for him. Uh, 9,500, you mentioned it. Really good spot for him against the Panthers. Uh, could be extra motivated with McCaffrey on the other side, whether he pay, he plays or not. Uh, so 9,500, give me Dalvin Cook. I'm going to save a bit at receiver. So I do like Gabriel Davis quite a bit this week um, at 3K um, with Buffalo. Uh, good point total there. Uh, he should see some action with John Brown out. Uh, so give me Gabriel Davis for 3K. Going to jump down to defense real fast. Um, I know the Giants and Browns are, are kind of your, your pay-up options, but I'm going to try to save um, a little bit of money given I have a high stack with Mahomes. So give me the Broncos against Taysom Hill. Uh, they're at 2,200. Um, that's going to leave me 4,700 right now uh, with three spots, uh, two receivers, um, and a running back as well. So with the running back news, I didn't see the the Brian Hill stuff. So I was probably going to go with Kareem Hunt um, in this spot. But now that girl is ruled out, I'm going to go ahead and slot in uh, Brian Hill there um, against the Raiders. Again, really, really, really poor run defense for the Raiders. Uh, Brian Hill will have a chance to shine. So give me him for, for 4K. Um, Wes, you're not going to like this next play. I'm just going to give you up front. But I'm going to go with my guy, uh, T.Y. Hilton. Uh, there in Indianapolis. I, I just, I'm going, this is the, the hill I'm, I'm dying on. 3,900, I just think is way too cheap for T.Y. Hilton. Uh, so I'm planting my flag. Uh, this is going to be his week, uh, big matchup against the Titans. So give me Hilton for, for 3,900. Uh, that leaves me 6,400. Um, so you can do a few things. Uh, if you're looking at the receivers, you know, there's a DJ Moore, there's a Robbie Anderson. Um, but I'm actually going to go to that Jags game and go with James Robinson, uh, 6,300 there uh, to round out this lineup. Again, Glennon, uh, the weapons there are struggling uh, when you look at the, the Jags and the receivers. Uh, so I expect them to be run heavy. Uh, give me James Robinson, 6,300 to round it out. So I got to ask you one question. What's that? Do you wear a T.Y. Hilton jersey on Sundays whenever you are watching the Indianapolis Colt I, games? Uh, believe it or not, I don't have a T.Y. Hilton jersey. Um, I have a, a Rivers. I got a... I got a maniac when it comes to Darius Leonard, and I got a bunch of old ones like Luck and, and Manning. But no, I don't have a T.Y. Hilton jersey. So, that well, is, do you have a do you have a shirtless poster of him like in, in in your bedroom or something? I mean, I'm just wondering because this T.Y. Hilton love that, that's worse than my uh, Aikens love or my Joe Flacco love, my friend. I get it, man, but he's he's just still talented. And when you watch the games, you watch his route running. He's so close to to breaking a game open. Uh, he's gotten hosed. He's had touchdowns caught back. If that doesn't take place at 3,900, he he can explode. And there's not many guys down in the 3,900 dollar range that can just explode and get you you know 20 plus points. He's one of them. It may not happen. It hasn't happened all year. But I, I just believe in his talent. I believe in the film and what I've seen. And I, I feel like it's only a matter of time before he just goes nuts. 
Well, I, I can understand that. And and uh, it's definitely one of those things where you even had that A.J. Green call from last week. And I know you've been sticking with this. And one of these weeks he is going to hit. There is no doubt in my mind that he is going to hit one of these weeks. Uh, the only thing I would probably switch up is that T.Y. Hilton pick. Mm-hmm. I would probably throw a Kareem Hunt in there instead of your Jaguars. I'd probably throw a Kareem Hunt. I just think that the running game is going to be able to go crazy there in Jacksonville this week. And he would be at 5,600. So I would be looking to switch out that wide receiver that you had right there. And I would probably want to go with, and <laughs> now it gets now it gets back to my love. How about this? I would take some of that action as well with the Sammy Watkins, and I would run it back with the Sammy Watkins for the Kansas City Chiefs because I just uh, think that he'll be able to find a lot of open places as well. Either that or I would take a, like a Perryman or somebody like that. Well, the Watkins makes perfect sense. If you, if you take Robinson down to Hunt, you go up to Watkins, you now have a double stack with Mahomes. Uh, so that definitely makes sense. He's coming off the, the injured reserve, so a lot of folks probably aren't going to be thinking about him. Uh, so that's actually a, a really good, what we call 1v1, where you, you kind of swap out one for another. Uh, so I, I definitely like that play. If I can, I'd like to get Tyreek Hill um, in there as my double stack to get both Hill and Kelsey. Uh, he's super expensive, but uh, I'll probably play around uh, with the lineup up until Sunday, see if I can fit them both. Uh, but if not, you, you definitely – put up a, a good point there with, with Hunt and and, and Watkins to, to double stack that Chiefs game. Okay, let, wait, wait, wait. I got to – let me hit the button before I mess that up because you know I'm just going to get in there and I'm going to start tinkering and the next thing you know I've saved $12,000 like I got a coupon or something is what it is. <laughs> the year that is wonderful, wonderful job. Uh, I always appreciate your input and I always wish you the best of luck on Sundays even though I know you already have it because you got a wonderful family there in Indianapolis and you have a good friend in me. So thank you very much, Pierre, for your time. Absolutely. Thank you. Definitely blessed. I I couldn't ask for for anything better in life right now. Oh, that's awesome to hear. All right, everybody, make sure you follow Pierre. If you got any questions, give him a holler. Uh, He'll be happy to answer those at PeeWee31 on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter as well, at LoafinIt. Don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore. There you can find all the fit picks, which we'll have posted here in the next couple of days. And not only that, but you can have all the hosts lined up up right there underneath the bio. Make sure you follow each and every one, all the way from J.B. Barry to John Frisella, and even somebody who will be making a return, I hope, sometime soon here in uh, my man, Bob. Bobby Smith, who's out there on Foster Family as well. Don't forget uh, Boone Gage is going to be, him and I, Gage Boone, Boone Gage, we're going to be doing the NBA basketball show coming up really, really soon. And I know, Pierre, that we're going to start a little basketball DFS thing every once in a while for the basketball DFS slates that come up, which is going to be a whole lot of fun because I can't wait to pick your mind on that as well. Oh, yeah, I'm excited for the NBA. Um, Obviously, big Pacer fan here, so we'll see what happens there. But really excited. Going to be right around the corner. Uh, training camp opens up December 1st, uh, which is here in a few days. Um, first game going to tip off on December 22nd. Uh, so definitely keep an eye out for the, the NBA and, and DFS. i like to, to team up with, with you and, and Bobby and see what we can come up with. Uh, don't forget to head over there, FitFam, to the Anchor FM app where you got some links to be able to share with people either via Twitter, Instagram, or however you want to however you want to share it. You can even just share it through a text message. Make sure you get the word out there for us. We'd really, really appreciate it. But more importantly than that, make sure you subscribe to the show on whatever listening platform you like to listen to the show on. If it happens to be on the iTunes app, slap those stars around, leave a review. Just as always, though, we want to encourage you to go out in the world and find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today.